Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 132. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We have with us a different type of real estate investor, which I'm really excited to bring to you and share to you guys today because he's unique in the fact that he has the belief and he is living proof himself that you can be a real estate investor while having a job. You don't have to only think you've got to quit your job to do this. So with that, welcome to the show, Jay Helms. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you here. So your um, title and tagline and podcast are so intriguing, W2 Capitalist. So yes. I would love for you to talk about that and then also give us your background on how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so so the, the real reason why I created the W2 Capitalist uh, movement, so to speak, is that, you know, I started investing, my wife and I started investing in real, really actively investing in real estate in 2014. Um, and we realized that uh, the reason why we did this is because we, I've gotten a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, right? I've always tried things. I've tried out development. I had my own lawn care, lawn care business. I've done all these things on the side to try to earn more, right? And w one of the things that I've always at least in the later part of my career, I thought, okay, I'm just going to stick to my W-2 and I'm just going to climb the corporate ladder and I'm going to make tons of money. I'm going to build this wealth for my family. And it just wasn't happening for me. Right. So then as most, a lot of people did in the last uh, probably seven or eight years, I got hooked on the HGT, HGTV shows and seeing these flippers, flippers making thousands and tens and twenties and thirties and thousands of dollars on real estate and we're still flipping. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not really, I don't really have the time to flip a property, right? But I do have the time or idea, let's buy and hold some. But you know, and that's where when we first started in, Pens in Pensacola, started, we bought, really bought our first uh, rental property uh, as a one bedroom, one bath house. We bought it for 22,000, we sunk 9,000 into it. The moment it was ready to rent, we, it ran it for $600 a month. And because it was such a low entry point, we pay for everything in cash. And we were introduced to this whole idea of cash flow, and we're like, okay. So we just did this. It took us a couple months to get the property ready because it was a foreclosure and it wasn't necessarily lovable. Um, and now, after all expenses are paid, we're getting about three hundred fifty dollars a month additionally, just kind of for sitting here, right? So, boom, the idea of buy and hold real estate was in, and you know, I love what I do. Uh, now I, I say that tongue in cheek because I recently changed jobs, <laughs> but I've always enjoyed, you know, working with the people that I work with, being around them. And it's just always provided, you know, I, I'm not a, I said I was an entrepreneur spirit, but I've never took that dive into saying, okay, I'm going to dive in and just do nothing but my own business. Right. I've always enjoyed that consistent paycheck coming in every month. And as I'm doing this, I'm starting to think, okay, there's something here. A lot of people who I talk to, because I talk to almost everybody I come in contact with, I talk to about investing in real estate. Their mindset is, well, I don't have the money. Um, I'm not really seeking financial freedom. I'm just going to play with the stocks and, and put, put money in my 401k and that's it. And the whole purpose of the W2 Capitalist is to change that mindset. 
it doesn't take a whole lot of money. It doesn't take a whole lot of time, right? Especially when you outsource everything and you have to outsource <laughs> if you, if you do it while you're a W2 capitalist. Um, and, and you can have the time and, and for the long term, as long as you stick to your investing criteria and you watch the market, you're going to get such tremendous better amount of returns, um, through investing in real estate than you are in stocks, at least in my experience. So that's what I'm trying to do with the W2 capitalist uh, is show them that we can, that you can do that. Right. I, I kind of like the tagline, uh, you know, it's probably overused, but if I can do it, anybody can do it, you know, it's very fitting in this situation. Right. And why is that so fitting? Are you not some <laughs> Harvard scholar or come from multi-generational wealth or no what's not at all so, so uh, I'm not a Harvard scholar uh, I, you know hopefully we'll keep this conversation short and I won't show how truly dumb I am but, <laughs> um, but you know I mean I grew up in a small town in northeast Alabama my father was uh, retired as a lieutenant commander for the local fire company uh, my mom worked as a, a office administrator for a very small uh, one dock um, uh, neuro, neurological, uh, excuse me, neuroscience doctor. So, you know, we didn't come from a whole lot of, we we're very much middle class, right? Um, I went to Jacksonville State University in Jacksonville, Alabama. A lot of people don't know where that is. So no, you know, I, I have a, a, a bachelor's in computer science and a, a master's in business administration, but, um, but no, I'm not from Harvard. I don't come from a ton of wealth. Uh, like a lot of people think that it has, you have to come from to get into this sort of thing. So yeah, if, if you can, if I can do it, I feel like anybody can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do have some good education behind you there too. So yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not knocking those schools, but anybody <laughs> talks about if I were to mention JSU or Harvard nine times out of 10, they're not going to know, you know, where JSU is. Right. Well, people think it's in Jacksonville, Florida, which is not the case, but. Yeah. Well, you told us about your first deal, which sounds really lucrative, but I had one more question on that. Yeah. How many square feet was a one bedroom, one bath house? I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing. It was, it was 600 square feet. It was cozy. Wow. Yeah. And you got 600 bucks a month for rent. So you got a buck a yes. month. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the funny thing nice is it, deal. it actually had a walk-in closet. <laughs> it did. Uh, it had a walk-in closet. Probably, um, I'm trying to think. It, it was like a six by seven closet. Uh, so yeah, a good portion of the house was in the walk-in closet. It was wild. So do you still own that today? No, we sold it in um, February. Um, so we had a guy. It was yeah, put it on the market just to see what would happen. We got one offer on it. Uh, went under contract and then the buyers stepped away for, for whatever reason they were out of town. And then I got another renter in there. So we were transitioning renters and I thought, okay, well, if I'm transitioning renters, let's, let's just put it on the market and see what happens. So, um, I took it off the market after that, put another renter in there. And then a couple months later, which happened to be this last February, a guy contacted me and said, Hey, I've been watching your property. I know you had it for sale. It's not no longer for sale. Uh, would you be interested in selling it to me? It's like, absolutely. Make me an offer, you know, for the right price, anything's for sale. Right. That's so true. Yep. we, we settled on, uh, 50,000. Um, and he paid cash for it. He's a lo he was a local guy at the time, but he was about to move out to Texas to go work for, for Google or something like that. Some, some pretty nice, nice job. And he was wanting to get into the, um, 
investing space in Pensacola. And, um, yeah, so after all said and done, we made about a 73% return on that one. Uh, so it was, it was good. That's fantastic. Great first deal. Sometimes first deals aren't so good. You learn more than you make, but in in your case, you got both. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you notice I said actively investing, right? So I was a, um, I got hung up in 2006, 2007 when I bought my first live and flip. So I'll call that my first, my fault start into real estate investing. Okay. Uh, so uh, I didn't necessarily lose money. We, we walked away with some equity out of that, but you know, I was, I was single at the time. Um, I found my wife through this, through these couple of years, thank goodness, because she eventually moved in with me and helped me make some uh, much better uh, design decisions. Right. Yes. Cause Every house needs a woman's touch. I don't care who you are. It just needs a woman's touch. So, um, but we, I bought the house with the idea. It was a 1950s ranch style, three bedroom, two bath. Had not been touched since the 1950s. I mean, it still had the pink and blue tile in the bathrooms. And um, as a matter of fact, I think it still has the pink. We sold it years ago, but it still <laughs> has the pink bathroom in it. Um, but I bought it. I'm going to live in it. Right. Single guy. I can do the work at nights on the weekends. And then in a year or two, I'm going to flip it for this hefty profit, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was 2006. We ended up selling it in 2014. And then in the middle of that time, we actually ended up moving out uh, and renting it. Right. And I knew nothing about renting properties. I had a property manager handle everything. Uh, and then I found out what cash flow really meant, right. And how to calculate it. And I go through this scenario of this property. And I was like, okay, how much money am I making? You know, I was really excited to kind of put some pencil to paper and, and really calculate this thing out. And what I figured out was I was actually losing about $300 a month. Oh uh, my gosh. That is so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. But the, what well, the exciting thing is we went from that house to that one bedroom, one bath uh, and it was making $350 in cash flow a month. I'm thinking, okay, well, I just gave myself a $650 a month, uh, raise. raise. Yeah. Right? So, uh, it, it's, you know, there's one thing about just going right. I love the book. It's ready fire aim, uh, mm-hmm. by Michael I forgot his last name. Uh, but I love that book because it does encourage you just to, just to take a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. But in this case, <laughs> I may be like, well, I don't know. You know, you might want to, I might want to learn a little bit more before you dive in. Right. It was a great learning experience. The fact that we walked away with enough equity to buy that one bedroom, one bath house, I, I still consider it a win. Uh, Cause I learned tremendous uh, amount of information through that whole process. Well, good for you. That's awesome. Why don't you tell us about um, one of your best or most favorite deals? So the probably the most favorite deal is the one I'm going to say that uh, made me the most money, right? Um, we bought this duplex uh, three years ago, almost to the date when we sold it, because we sold it in June or May of this year or June of this year. Um, but we bought it, you know, it'd been on the market for a while. My realtor brought it to me and goes, hey, this guy's about to uh, relist this because he had it on the market. Um, I know it's something you're interested in. Let's just make an offer before you list it. And, um, cause I think if he lists it, that you're not going to get it. 
Okay, fine. Because he knows me. Like when I evaluate these properties and do my underwriting, um, he he now calls me. Uh, what's he calling me, Mister Lowball? Right. I'm I'm not lowballing. This is how the numbers work for me, you know. But he likes to have fun with that, and I'm okay with it. Uh, by the way, I love that you're drinking out of a mason jar. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what's in there, but I love that you're drinking it's out of lemon water, lemon water. I'm a healthy girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, he was going to list it or he had it listed for 130, and then he took it off the market and he said, you know, make an offer. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'll offer 90. And I was nervous about making that offer because I knew he wanted 130 for it. Right. And um, he says, yes. There's no negotiating. It's just, yes. And I'm thinking, well, crap, you know, what have I got myself into? You know, why didn't I go lower? But for that price, everything worked for me. So, um, the, it was already inherited two tenants, um, two really great tenants come to find out, you know, they stayed there for the life of the time we had the property. And then this year, earlier this year, I started looking around to try to find another one. Uh, in the same area. And I, I kept running into these prices that were just outrageous. Um, like how can anybody even list their duplex for that? Because it's not worth it. Right. I know what they're getting for rents. It's just not worth it. Well, I finally got frustrated enough. I said, okay, Mr. Realtor list it. Here's what I'll take for it. Right. Uh, and it was like 169 was what I'll take for it. Remember, I just bought it for 90 three years before, um, it's cash flow extremely well, uh, like two, 150 to 200 per unit per side, uh, or per side, um, every month. Uh, I did no major improvements, just repairs and maintenance. And now I want to list it for one, 169. And if it wasn't two months after I listed it, he brought me a, a ask, asking pro or he brought me a price over asking for wow. 172 or something like that. So oh my gosh. all in all, it was like a 400% return over a 400% return that we got on that thing. Um, but you know, those two properties, the, the one bedroom, one bath house and that duplex, I thought we were going to hold on to those forever because we, we bought them at such a great price. They cash flowed very nicely, but you know, we basically said, okay, look, while these do really good for us, can we improve on that? Right. And one thing I didn't tell you about the the one bedroom, one bath house, we actually 1031 exchanged that 50,000 into a fourplex. Um, so we, we went awesome. from, yeah, we went from um, $600 in rent and $350 in cash flow to 2200 in rent and 800. It's, it's usually about 850 in cash flow there. Nice. Uh, and then with this duplex, we sold the duplex. The proceeds from that were actually first time for us to be limited partners in two different deals. Uh, one of them is a 107 unit um, apartment complex in Waxahachie, Texas, which is right below Dallas. And then the other one is a 174 unit in Greenville, South Carolina. So really excited about getting into those bigger properties and kind of learning from the big guys, you know, the pros that are, that are really doing this. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's been exciting to kind of see those exponentially grow in units, but also actually exponentially grow in the returns. It's pretty exciting. Oh, hugely exciting. It sounds great that you could scale up relatively quickly. And just yes. Figure like that. That's great.
all while working and being successful at my W2 job, right? Yeah. <laughs> and being a daddy. So for yes. our listeners, tell our listeners how many and what ages your kids. So, so we have three kids, a uh, four-year-old boy who just started soccer uh, and is loving it, a two-year-old daughter and a three-month-old daughter. So, yeah. So in the month of um, May, this is bad. I can't remember when my, yeah, month. Of, <laughs> I was about to say, I can't remember what month my young, uh, newest daughter was born. That was horrible. But in the month of May, so here's what we had happen in the month of May. We had baby number three. I changed W-2 jobs for more pay, closer to home kind of thing. Uh, we sold two pro one or two properties. And um, yeah, that's it. So that's enough, right? Oh my gosh, that's a lot of change in one month. Holy moly. It is a lot of change. We're still trying to get used to it. I, you know, my wife and I talk about how we should be doing more and how we're not more successful <laughs> in all this. And finally the other night, I kind of look at her and, and really corrected myself. I said, you know, we probably should give ourselves a break because of, uh, you know, the other thing we did was we launched the podcast that we were chatting about. Uh, that was the other thing I was trying to think of. But, you know, I was like, maybe we we probably just need to give ourselves a break. You know, we're just now getting into being a family of five and everything that's going on. Maybe we should just should do, do that real quick, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely give yourself a break. That's a lot going on. Well, now that you mentioned the podcast, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was kind of a shameless plug. I'm sorry. No, it was, uh, there, I knew there was a fourth thing I was trying to, to spit out there and um I'm, I'm off my game today so today you know and if anybody knows me here's this they're gonna and hopefully it's everybody right is that they know that I get up at five in the morning and I'm doing all my real estate stuff before I head to the w2 and I do that because number one the rest of the house is not up yet uh number two it sets my mind in such a direction because I get up to do something I'm extremely passionate and excited about so when I get to work and I have to lead a team of salespeople that it's it's in the right frame of mind right today i took off because i've got to do some travel later this week so i took off i slept in i don't i got up like at uh 8 30 and I, my whole day has just been off for the rest of the, this whole day so it's just kind of weird but um the w2 capitalist so w2capitalist.com um uh, we have on our podcast um i do two different types of shows on there i have folks on there like you holly that are you know experienced people in real estate investing they have a lot of knowledge they want to share and then i also do mentoring shows where i will open it up every now and then where i have um have people you know ask me to mentor mentor them quite frequently and i've got about 10 now and basically we do this exact same thing we get on a zoom call um they tell me what they're going through and it's it's amazing they come to me for advice but i, I tend to learn a lot more from them than they do from me i think um, but anyway, there's a, there's a give and take there, but I, I definitely get more out of it, um, than I expected to. Right. But so the, there's two different types of shows there and it's just like sitting down, like if you and I were doing a um, podcast, there is no pre-call, uh, script or anything like that. It's just like, we're having, sitting down, having a virtual cup of coffee. What's going on? How can I help you? You know, that sort of thing. So Awesome. So listeners, check that out, w2capitalist.com, or you look for W2Capitalist, I'm sure on iTunes there. Absolutely. You listen with Jay Helms. So 
Cool. Well, I would love if you're open to sharing a deal that was what you would consider your worst one or challenging or one where you learned a lot from something along those lines. Yeah. So the fault start that was, um, from a financial standpoint, that was probably the most challenging, but I will, so I'll give you another one, right? Cause not everything is sunshine and rainbows when it comes to real estate invest, even though that's what we like to talk about, right? Cause yes. it makes us look really good. <laughs> but I bought, um, I bought a, have you ever bought anything from a tax deed auction? Nope, never have. So I think I've done my one and only. Okay. Uh, and it was a couple of years ago and I drive by this property. I think it's abandoned, right? Cause I see it on the tax deed auction is coming up next month in the state of Florida. If you buy the tax deed, you own the property outright. Now it may not have a clear title on it and there's some things you can go through to get through that. But this property looked abandoned. Um, and it was in a part of it. It wasn't in a horrible neighborhood, uh, but it was in a neighborhood that it, just the look of the property, I would not go up to the front door and knock. Right. Mm. So it was, it, it just looked, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just paranoid, but anyway, um, but the more I got to know this neighborhood, the more I got to realize, okay, there are a lot of families here. There are a lot of kids running up and down the street and I definitely acquired the, the worst house on the block. Right. Turns out there was somebody living in there, uh, living in it. He was squatting, so to speak. Uh, he had been living there for a little over a decade, but he was not the owner of it. Um, but he had been living there because the guy who owned it had been put in prison. Oh, lovely. Was, was still in prison, right? So I get to find out, okay, there's a guy living in there. How am I going to get him out? Do I want to get him out? You know, if he's paying, if, if he'll start paying rent uh, and clean the place up, then he can stay, right? So I work with my lawyer and we come up with a, what I thought was a creative way to, to get him to respond. Cause he wouldn't respond by me just going by and putting a note on or, you know, anything like that. Um, so we get him to respond, get him to sign a lease. Well, within first month he didn't pay rent. Um, so we went through the eviction process. Well, through the eviction process, we learned that this guy who's been squatting in this house, it wasn't his was also stealing his mom's disability check to cook, to buy, supplies so that he could cook meth in the backyard oh gosh well at least it was in the backyard and not in the house huh <laughs> well the house we ended up demolishing oh right <laughs> yeah they i've got a really uh interesting video that i'll that i'll send your way about um how the evicted tenant destroyed this property but we ended up just demolishing it and putting a mobile home on the lot um leaps and bounds improvement for the neighborhood right not only did we get rid of a drug dealer but we also got rid of rid of a drug maker, I guess right. is what they're called. I don't know. But you know, every time we went to that property to try to correct the situation before we evicted him, I just kept seeing more and more kids, you know, across the street, riding their bikes up and down the street. And I told my wife, I was like, I just, I can't let this guy live here knowing what I know he's doing. Right. And right. how he could affect this. So while it was, <clears throat> we're st and the, the weird thing is because of what we bought it for in the tax deed auction, we're still making money on it. Right. Um, we're still going to get, now we moved a mobile home into this lot. Um, the mobile home rents for about 600 a month. 
and uh, we own it outright. Everything's paid for. So it cash flows very nicely. Once we get the title cleared up, um, we'll be able to sell it um, for around 60, 65 and um, provide a really nice return. But I told her, I said, you know, it, we definitely went into it. I went into it thinking I'm going to spend like 10 grand, you know, to get this property and clean it up and whatnot. Cause it, and the tax deed auction, if you've never done that, they're usually relatively cheap, right? You, the government's so how just How much looking. was that one? Do you remember? Uh, it was, I think it was like seven grand. It, you know, you're just paying the back taxes. And then I thought, okay, we're going to spend a few grand to clean it up and that's fine. Yep. You know, we'll be done with it. We ended up spending close to 40 Wow. to make it right. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I told my wife, I said, financially we're, we're over way over where we wanted to be. Uh, this is not what I was thinking was going to be <laughs> my first yes. experience with a tax deed auction. I said, but the silver lining is two parts. Number one, we cleaned the neighborhood up. Uh, you know, maybe we saved these kids from being exposed to what this guy was doing with his, you know, extracurricular activities or whatnot. Um, and then number two, we will make some money on it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That turned out okay then. It did, but that's, you know, there's, I don't know if you've ever had to evict somebody, but you, you know, you go up to the front porch with the sheriff and you're both strapped and you're thinking, what the heck am I doing here? You know? And I'm like, this is not what I signed up for when I bought this property, but it happens, you know? And, and now I know that I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> so what you do is you send a handyman to change the locks and you don't show up. That's, that's what we do when we've evicted people. That's so, uh, it's even a better idea. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, you know, from that experience, if, if somebody else were to have uh, harm done to them on one of our properties, I don't know how that would set with me, you know? So I, I think one of the things that through that experience, I was like, unless I'm comfortable going and doing it myself, I don't know that we're going to. Oh, you were, you were concerned yeah. for safety. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of others. Yep. Yeah. Well, that, that was nice of you. Okay. Well, hey, I would love to tell our listeners about the free download that you are offering to them this week, the 10-step guide to buying and holding a small multifamily rental property. So tell, I mean, that title is probably pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> kind of long and good, but tell us a little bit about that or maybe how you developed that. Yeah. And if you, um, if you know anything about me, I am very wordy when it comes to things like that, as, as this example, uh, example A is this podcast and me trying to explain things, but it's almost to the point, right? So our, our Facebook community we have is real estate investing for the W2 employee. There probably could be a shorter way to say that, but it's just straight to the point, right? So there's 10 step guides and or the 10 step guide to buying and holding a small multifamily rental property is it's that it's just that right there's there's nine pages i think nine pages in it and i'm going to send this to you and if i i wish i would have pulled it up so i could reference the 10 steps that's okay uh, that's okay and if you but got a minute i'll do that your, it came from your experience i'm sure i mean Absolutely. so much of like what we who mentor and teach others share yep. is what not to do or lessons we learn along the way so so save someone else some time, energy, and money, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and and it, is, it does. Um, I, I try not to give advice on things I don't know about. You know, now I'll, I'll get caught up in the conversation and, 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 and I say, you know, here's what I've heard or, or whatnot. But 
and I'll advise this for, for everybody that's listening is that, you know, I don't go to somebody who's, who's filed bankruptcy 10 times and say, okay, what do I do to avoid bankruptcy? Right. I, go, I go to the guy who's extremely wealthy and say, okay, how do I get extremely wealthy? Right. right. So I try to limit uh, my interaction with things I don't have experience with, mm-hmm. uh, at least successful experiences and, and just talk about what has worked for us. Right. Because, um, that's what most folks are interested in. Hey, what, yeah, what for worked sure. for you? Right. Yeah. So that's what this 10 step guide is about. Here's what worked for us. Um, you know, we've got, um, at the next week, not next week, two weeks from now, as long as the closing goes very well, or cl- excuse me, closing goes through, we'll have, um, 327 units in our portfolio. So it's, it's exciting exciting time for us. That's a new number for us. So Woo-hoo! I love it. Yeah. That's, huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Woo-hoo is right. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Well, so listeners definitely go download that and you can get that by going to hardhatholly.com forward slash one, three, two, we're episode 132. And you can also get it by texting to the number three, eight, four, seven, zero. So if you're on your phone, open your texting app and to the number, 38470 text hard hat with no spaces between it and we will send you back a link to get this download as well as our prior ones and we'll just send you a text once a week when we publish our podcast so that's to 38470 you're going to text hard hat and you can get it that way jay how do people find out more about you besides your podcast the w2 capitalists and i know they can go to w2capitalist.com um, any other ways that you'd like to put out there? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, my, my former boss actually asked, you know, question how much work I was actually doing because he would <laughs> see all this stuff I'm doing on Facebook, but I'm like, Hey man, if there's, I'll tell you a little secret because we are in the technology industry. I was like, those are all scheduled. Those are all scheduled posts, you know, so, yes. uh, or most of them are anyway, but, yeah. um, uh, but no, I'm on Facebook a lot. Uh, I'll, you know, our community that's right now is hosting in Facebook is real estate investing for the W2 employee. There's uh, we're almost to 6,000 uh, members in there. It's a closed group. There's a lot of good conversation going on and a lot of funny conversation there too. One of the things I love about this whole social media movement, you know, that's been around for a while now is the memes that come out of that. So (laughs) there's, you know, there are a lot of that that goes on. There's also some very serious questions that go on in there too. Like one of the guys, uh, one one of the members posted today, Hey, look, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, a new job. It's going to be 30% travel, which I don't travel now. And, but it's going to be substantially more money you know, what are some of the advice that you guys can give me? So there's, there's also real questions in there, you know, and I encourage people to, to always just post and, and we keep it very uh, clean. There's not a whole lot of spam in there. There's, there's no advertising whatsoever, unless it's me. Right. So it's my group. Yes. I get to advertise in it, but, uh, but it's, it's a very, it's a great community. There's a lot of engagement in there. So yeah, that's, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Awesome. Sounds awesome. So thank you so much for all of your time, Jay. Absolutely. Thank you being so transparent and open and authentic. Everyone always appreciates that. So with that, listeners, get out there, take some action, go listen to W2 Capitalist, um, connect with Jay and his Facebook group and the other W2 um, wage earners out there that are investing in real estate. Um, don't think you have to do this full time. It's a great opportunity to do it part time too. 
with that, get out there, take some action and make it a great day. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com. 